1: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This show was recorded before Mark Cox went to go see Sammy Hagar, and before the show was canceled.
2: Hello, baby. Yeah, yeah.
3: What a great way to start off Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Mark Cox in here, along with the Bo Matthews and. Carl Middleman, pew, pew. he's playing this for me because I went to see Sammy Hagar at the uh, Illinois State Fairgrounds.
2: How old is that guy? Is he almost 70, 72? No, no, seventy-two? No, come on. Oh my gosh, that's and, fantastic. And
3: doesn't act, I'm hoping that when I'm 72, I'm still, I still got that much energy. I know, he, I'm is, telling you. he
2: is outstanding, and he, now he's at 70, a year break.
1: 73. Come on. He'll be 74 at his big birthday party in... 10-13. Yeah. yeah. October thirteen. So is
2: he is he dyeing his hair? Is he the gray rocker? What do <laughs> no, we what are No, we doing but about? I'll
3: have to tell you, just to get just to step into politics here for a moment, if you want to see something funny, there's a side by side picture of of Sammy Hagar and Bill Clinton. And if you if you they're the they're the exact same age. Are they really? <laughs> just just Google Sammy Hagar and Bill Clinton, and that picture will pop up, and you won't believe that the difference between uh, what sex and drugs and rock and roll can do to you uh, versus oh, wow. politics. Uh, they're wow. the same age, like you know, it's, it's fantastic, isn't that something? Uh, oh, turn like that God. around there so that uh, so that Bo can see that Jeez. it's a, it's a dramatic difference. Sammy so, Hagar is about one year younger than
2: Bill Clinton. And You know what? I bet it is. Uh, Sammy Hagar sleeps good at night. And, and I don't and think
3: Bill sleeps with one eye open. And that's the difference. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I am know that's not know. what
1: the <laughs> caption says here. It says Bill sleeps with Hillary.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, I I do want to reference since we're talking about rock stars um, after the Passion of Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Oh yeah. Uh, I did. I never did hear about the Washington Town and Country Fair and it the, happens. Yeah. No. I'm sure. But who played? Who played the bass?
1: Their guitar tech. Oh, perfect. The same guy that has been filling in for Dusty. For, the entire you time. Love that.
2: Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite Instagram posts is, uh, you may be cool, but you'll never be Dusty Hill in the front row of a Leonard Skynyrd concert. Cool. Look at that. Play <laughs> <Wow>. Free Bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Free Bird. Isn't that great? Nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. that's. Uh, I'll put that on my Instagram uh, account if you I want to see that. It. I'm
3: so glad I went to see them a few years ago when they were in St. Louis. and um, Kid Rock Show?
1: No. no was it no, the Casey Birthday of, Party? Might have been. That's And that was the year that John Hewlett. Learn and I dressed up as ZZ Top for Halloween. Oh, nice. Did, did, did ZZ I ZZ was Top, dusty.
3: Didn't ZZ Top warm up for Sammy Hagar? They
1: did. That's the show I saw.
3: Ah. Yeah. because I was there soul. for Hagar, and we also got there early enough to watch ZZ Top,
2: and it was outstanding. I don't know if I told you this, and this is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Oh, yeah. uh, which concerts are outdoors? Yeah, you, they are. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I saw Kid uh, Kid Rock and he and ZZ Top open for him, and my wife and I was like, I've never seen ZZ Top. I want to see the show, and I'm sitting there. I'm like oh my gosh, all that music out of three people? Mm. What I know, it's I amazing. I could not even believe that. It's like Rush. And then I looked a... up their ages, and then I about <laughs> fell over. So. And, they're, and, and they're no, I'm, I'm not, for those
3: rockheads out there, I'm not comparing the musical genius of Rush and ZZ Top. I think Rush is the better... Um, musician group of musicians don't get me wrong but it's It's a three-person band is the point the three people making all that noise all great fantastic
1: all great stuff no i called it noise i love both of them (laughs) don't get me wrong uh so yeah so uh mark was outside and he saw sammy hagar this week this show was recorded before mark cox went to go see sammy hagar and before the show was canceled. And then I just
2: heard the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater Maroon 5 thing. Uh, you, you have Is it only vaccinated can go see? Uh, had, you either
3: to... have to be vaccinated or you have to have a COVID a test. COVID test that's negative within 48 hours of the time you show up at the gate over there.
1: Now, the one with yours was 72 hours. The Illinois State Fair was 72 right, hours. The Illinois
3: right. State Fair, would, would they even offer to give you your money back if you couldn't abide by their rules. You either had to wear a mask in the stands,
1: which was pretty miserable in 95-degree weather this show was recorded before Mark Cox went to go see Sammy Hagar and before the show was canceled.
3: But if you were down on the track, which the was right in front of the stage, the pit, so to speak, standing room only, you had to be vaccinated to be sure, down there. Sure. And they're giving away shots all over the place up there. There were seven different locations within the fairgrounds where you could go get a poke if you
2: are so inclined. So so we're calling it a poke now. I've heard jab for a few weeks. <laughs> to me, jab is only you know, a uh, uh. boxing term, but yeah, yeah, okay. you too, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you can buy your funnel cake and get the shot and you're good. You can. Okay, yeah, good. good. Deep good fried
3: uh, Oreo or yeah. whatever it is.
2: <laughs> um, so uh, I saw this story and I shared it with you um, because you just came back from your uh, uh, wild, wild west the, vacation. The great
3: outdoors. Me and several thousand of my closest friends. I mean, the parks are crowded these days. We never got in a remote enough area where I felt alone mm-hmm. really there were always people somewhere around you um but i can tell you what this video that you're about to talk about i know exactly i, I might have passed out
2: I, I i thought it was your video i mean i because you're the only <laughs> guy that i know went out west to go uh, hunt for not hunt but go search for bears because i know that's what you were doing secretly uh this <laughs> giant would you call it a grizzly i don't even know if it's a grizzly I, or I brown think, bear i
3: think it was a brown bear if I read that correctly, because black bears can be brown, but I think that was in Alaska.
2: Well, we've all seen the safaris where people are in their Jeep or whatever, and the elephant walks by, or yeah. the, giraffe, the giraffe walks by, uh, or the tiger or whatever. This guy is like literally not in a vehicle, standing on the side of the trail, and this, what I would call, I mean, I'm almost 300, uh, I'd say seven, 800 pound it's bear. It's a
1: big bear
2: strolling by kind of looks at him keeps on walking by walks up to the visitor board you know where they staple all the information and yeah. stuff and there's a picture of a bear and he looks right at it like hey good my picture's still up and wa- turns <laughs> around and walks away the guy that was filming this or the people that were there i mean cojones like you would not
3: believe <laughs> they didn't they well they tell you not to run so the only thing you're supposed to do is back off the trail he was talking and, to him too. And give them the trail talk to them calmly don't yell no cubs um, around
1: too that's a Big that thing. that's true.
3: Okay. That's true. Uh most of the time these bears apparently have no interest in you. There are clearly exceptions to that, like when they have babies with them. I I that that would have scared me to death. <laughs> Can I just say that? Might have had to change pants uh before leaving the Absolutely. Trail. I mean
2: just... the the just him talking to hey but you know doing the hey bear thing oh i know why hey bear i i just don't get it but anyway
1: attention to yourself
2: right (laughs) um but this show is about the great outdoors as well and and of course you know be careful when you're out there but i sent this article to you about researchers in the university of vermont studied 50 million tweets a day scoring the happiness of people's words to monitor the national mood not on twitter
1: Twitter's a cesspool. No, Mark, just wait till you hear the results.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> no, you pretty much, you called it. It's fake news. Uh, one consistency from the study, being outdoors, mm-hmm. make you feel better, makes you happy, and specifically parks. And Missouri, definitely, I don't know, I been, haven't been have been to a lot of Illinois parks, Mark, but uh, the state of Missouri does such a great job on the parks. The, the county parks are fantastic but it makes us happier. Researchers looked at uh, anonymous Twitter data for the study and tweets from parks and after park visits were more positive. The powerful effects of nature are strongest in large parks with more trees, but smaller neighborhood parks also provide a significant boost. So my my point to you is to get out, just get out. I mean, we all need a break from the conversation, you know, once in a while. And it's nice when you can have a conversation, you don't even talk about the C word.
1: Well, I was at the Columbia Bottom Conservation Area where the Mississippi and the Missouri meet to get pictures with the sunflowers. We were three days too late because all the sunflowers are mostly dead because it was so hot this week. Right. And everyone last week on Facebook and social media, everyone was posting pictures. Everybody was out with the sunflowers. If we would have gone last week. You would have had It would have been beautiful.
2: Try Brookdale Farms out in Eureka. Well,
1: we've been calling everyone, and they're saying because you know the it heat? was so the heat killed them all. Killed them? Yes. In Brookdale because we called we called three different places. Oh. We, we actually went to Columbia Bottom, and we called Eckert's, and my wife called that place that you were talking Brookdale, about, and yeah. they said, uh, "You missed it." Oh. So, because it was oh, you know, 110 heat index this yeah, week, did yeah. not do well for the sunflowers. Well, my point is just
2: get out. Get out. But get we were and there, and there were
1: lots of people at this conservation area. I'd never been up there. It's up by Spanish Lake.
3: Oh, beautiful area. It was wonderful. Speaking of uh, getting away, um, I read this story, and I thought you guys would find it interesting because I I can personally relate to it. Here's the headline. TSA finds unloaded gun in carry-on bag at Detroit Metro Airport, the 37th firearm found so far this year. So clearly What's the problem? Well, it's illegal to carry a firearm on an airplane without checking the bag. This was in somebody's carry-on bag, oh. and they didn't declare it when they got to the airport. So this happens... Pretty regularly. I'm surprised the media still covers it the way they do with such shock and awe. This is evidence to me of of the multitude of people who claim to be journalists who have no real life experience. They've never owned a gun, but they write about them all the time. They've never concealed carried a gun. When you conceal carry a gun, the point is to conceal it. You might keep it in your briefcase, you might keep it on your person. Um, I I have a very good friend who went to the St. Louis Lambert airport with, he was in a hurry, he was leaving for a trip, grabbed his briefcase, ran to the airport, gets in the TSA line, forgets he's got his handgun Mm. in his bag, right? Mm. He's not there with any ill intent. Usually they'll give you an opportunity to take the handgun back to your home and lock it up, right? Or back to your car and lock it up if you want to, um... But not always. And even if they catch you with it, period, they can fine you up to $13,000. Oh, my. I've never heard that. Here's my complaint about it. It's all random. It's not a law. It's a TSA ordinance that they passed. I don't know who decides how much they can charge you or who can't. So my buddy has an opportunity, takes his gun back, locks it up, gets on the flight, leaves. Two months later, he gets a letter from the TSA. Telling him that they've imposed a five thousand dollar fine. It it appears to be completely random the amount. It, 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 telling him they've imposed a five thousand dollar fine on him for accidentally having he has a concealed carry license and he for took accidentally
2: care of it. having his concealed carry gun with him when he got to the airport. And he took care of it, though as they said, they suggested you take it home or lock it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took care of it. Yeah, they so, didn't they didn't confiscate it. So what's the problem?
3: What well, the conf- the the problem is we we have a screwed up system in this country no, 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 no. where what, people can be penalized
2: how can they send a letter like this if they if he did what they they're said they're
3: authorized by the the act that created the TSA to impose a civil penalty wow. uh for people who who get caught doing this and they I don't know who they are they get to decide how much it's going to be so so he and he got a lawyer and they negotiated it down to five hundred dollars, hmm. but he still had to send them a check for five hundred dollars to make this problem go yeah, away.
2: So many things.
3: That's so
1: a Bush era. Two
3: years ago, I'm flying to sit to a Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I fly to Washington D.C. I do a two day meeting out there. I'm flying back. I get to Ronald Reagan Airport in D.C. We're standing in line. Uh, my producer and I have gone through the line. We're waiting, and we're looking back, and and suddenly two or three people go over to look at the at the little X ray machine. And I say to my producer, "Look, some dummy must have left something in their bag. It was me. Would you leave? It was me. I left a nine millimeter magazine, loaded magazine, just, just the, the magazine. just the magazine, not the weapon, in in a side pocket of my my backpack.
2: You had no problem getting to DC with it."
3: Got through TSA in St. Louis. They never saw it. Wow. They caught it at Ronald Reagan. And I'm thinking, oh God, I'm in the nation's capital. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. <laughs> so? They call me over there. They um, they they called in a Virginia cop because that's across the river. They a- asked me if I was a concealed carry holder. I showed them my license. They said we have to do a background check to make sure that you're not you know a felon a in possession. For, of this. Yeah. If everything checks out, we're going to let you go. At this point, I'm afraid I'm going to miss my plane. He said we do have to confiscate the magazine. So that's a thirty-five or forty dollar magazine. Plus these days the bullets are probably worth more uh, <laughs> than, than, the <laughs> than the magazine. And and so they I'm like, that's fine, take it, I'll buy another one. They they let me go. Three months later, mm. I get a letter from them saying that out of the goodness of their hearts, effectively, they decided not to find me. But they were restricting me from from the easy check-in process that they oh, have now. TSA pre-TSA pre-check. TSA pre-check. Really? They said you will not be eligible for TSA pre-check for like four years. Well, I've never been a member of it anyway.
1: It's a three-year program. But so. that
3: was their penalty for me getting caught carrying. Now I was going. My point is, was I going to pull the bullets out and throw them at people? Y- you like, might. What? Or- what real? What real threat did that pose? Well, it's silly
2: season in America. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me push back a little bit because there are guns that have been made with three D printers that do do not show up. They're made of a composite, that kind sure. of thing. So a one time use firearm, you you know, I could have carried that on, and I could have sitting, been the accessory. I, I I know that they have reasons, right? And and if you don't have a firearm, but there are those. It, uh, to say, uh, in other words, a throwaway gun, yeah. a composite gun, that can actually fire those bullets. But the point is, this is absurd. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that is absurd, if you are a CCW holder and you f- you carry a firearm on your person, please don't go on Facebook and say, hey, this is my new CCW firearm. Oh, uh, That's like, <laughs> that drives me more crazy than people posting dead animals on it. That's like, ugh. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. So
3: that that's my story. Just be warned of what you're going to face. That you you usually don't it usually doesn't happen in, in arrest, but they can civilly fine you up to 13 grand if you accidentally forget your concealed carry firearm in your bag and you try to get through security with it. Even if it's an accident. Unbelievable. Just Check crazy. your
1: bags everyone. Hey. This show was recorded before Mark Cox went to go see Sammy Hagar and before the show was canceled.
2: We're just getting started on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. You ever caught a big fish? See if you've caught one this big. It's coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. This segment brought to you by Razorback Armory. There are people that shoot fish, I guess. Uh, if you're looking for a gun, <laughs> I don't know. If you're looking for a gun, maybe uh, even a silencer for your weapon, Razorback Armory is a gun concierge in De Pere on Manchester Road next door to the tennis store. Find directions and all about the great store and the great staff at Razorback Armory at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. Yeah,
3: and I've been in there before, by the way, and uh, the minute they found out who I was and who I worked for, they said, oh, you know Bo Matthews. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) That's the first thing they said to me, honestly. Yeah, I
2: had a a great experience. That probably wasn't the way it should have went. You should have said, Bo sent me, and then that would have Ah, checked the box for me. But that's That's, all right, Mark. That's
3: why I didn't get that discount.
2: Now I know. (laughs) And you know what? Now I get
1: it. Bo, there are people that shoot (laughs) fish.
2: I know there are. I know there are. And And, we
1: have one with them
2: uh, on the air. Yeah, and it didn't shoot with a laser, didn't shoot with a firearm, shot it with a bow, and I saw this, and I thought, oh, we've got to. We've got to. So I send this story to uh, Carl Middleman, and of course, you tracked him down. I did. The Missouri Department of Conservation confirms that Matt Newling of Perryville is the latest state record holder under alternative methods after shooting a... Colossal! I can't even imagine seeing it hundred and twenty-five pound and five ounce. Don't forget about the five ounce big head carp. First of all, congratulations, Matt, and welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you. So, so tell us, tell us about uh,
3: this uh, this experience, Matt, because for, you know I'm not the best fisherman in the world. I've caught a few—I don't know—five pound trout, maybe. Uh, what? What was? This? Is this the biggest fish you've ever caught?
4: Yes, I mean by far the biggest. I mean the second biggest fish I ever pulled in my boat was a 75 pound blue cat catfish. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, by far this here was the biggest fish I've seen in person and all. I mean, like we're out there that Saturday or whatever, or Friday night and bow fishing. And, uh, we start on the bigger lake out there and we shot quite a few grass carp and everything. And, uh, Toward the end of it, uh, my trolling motor broke, and we haven't made it to that other part of the lake yet where I shot that big one. And so we pulled the boat out of the water, trying to figure out what we could do to make the trolling motor work again. And we found a way, and we went back out on the water again and went, shot a few more fish that night, and all of a sudden pulled up into this cove and... There it was It what was I thought was a 30-pound grass carp about four or five feet deep in the water and pulled back. Me and Buddy both shot it, and uh, our arrows both took off. Buddy hit his uh, stopper on his reel, and then right right away his arrow popped out of that fish. So only arrow in that fish at the time was my arrow now.
2: And that's why it's and, uh, your record, right? Yep. Yo. <laughs> hey you know uh some friends and i were, were we're talking about this uh, can you tell us the lake that you you got this fish out of because uh, is there a uh, lake called perry lake uh lake perry lake perry uh, that's
4: there, yeah lake perry uh a lot of people think it's perry county but there are two different lakes gotcha. okay.
2: and how old a guy are you uh
4: i'm 23
3: that's that's pretty pretty that's yep. pretty impressive i mean you, I saw your quote in there with the Department of conservation uh Matt, and you said that every time you go out you're hoping to set a record
4: really yep oh yeah i mean i I've been fishing ever since I was little, and I mean I've been fishing on my own in my own boat for over well since I was sixteen years old, and I go all uh public and private lakes around even to mississippi and uh i mean my my record is or my thing is just to catch a monster fish and hopefully get a record.
2: So have you seen the movie see Big Fish? Have you seen the movie Big Fish? The, the, when I saw the picture, that's exactly what I thought of. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, well, get that out of Redbox or wherever you can find it. Um, and and uh, and did I see a headline? I, maybe there's a fake headline out there that said it was a world record. Is that not true? Yeah. Uh, on BAA,
4: the world record with a bow is like 104
2: so it is a record uh, a world record yes
4: All all i'd have to do right now which i'm trying trying to get a hold of baa right now and uh i have to register and then uh post some photos and then the weight proof of the weight and all that and it it'll be set Wow. What, what
3: what did they tell yeah. you at the Department of Conservation? What did they tell you about the fish? I mean, do they have any idea how long it takes one of these to grow that big? And it, Because clearly they,
4: it's exceptional. They said it was around 10-plus years. I mean, me personally, I would think it would be more than that.
0: Yeah. I mean,
4: I was, I was thinking 30 or so, 25, 30 years old is what I would think. I mean, I don't know how long fish live, but, I mean, growing – say six pounds a year, that's quite a bit for a fish, I mean.
3: Yeah, I think.
4: I mean, a, a catfish, I mean, a big blue cat in the river ain't going to grow no five pounds a year almost. I mean, it can potentially maybe, but I, I don't think it would.
2: Okay, so everybody's familiar with the item that you said that could fit in the mouth. So if you're listening to this and maybe you've not heard of this story about Matt uh, uh, Newling getting this a uh, huge monster uh, fish, what what could you place in its mouth do you believe?
4: Uh five gallon bucket. For
2: sure. <laughs> the, the mouth of a five gallon bucket full of tartar sauce would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
3: yeah. yeah. So speaking of which, since Bo brought that up, Matt, what what'd you do with the fish? Is it is it good eating? Or are you trying to get it mounted? What are you doing um, with it?
4: Uh biologists. From Missouri or conservation or whatever, uh, they took the head right away. I I pulled all the measurements for it yeah. and everything, just in case I would want to get it mounted. But I mean, I was talking a lot of people. Like I try calling Bass Pro and everything like that, and I talked to conservation to see if they'd want it for their showcase.
2: The aquarium I mean, downtown. It, it,
4: yeah, and I mean, I figured, I mean, that big a fish, someone would want it, but I mean, no one really wants wants it for their showcase and. So I mean, I I use a lot of it for cut bait for my trout lines that oh, I put yeah. on the river and, <laughs> to catch a I mean, bigger fish. <laughs> and I could I could always mount it still since I have measurements of it and everything, but in pictures. But yeah, I mean, it. And plus, I mean, people I I know people are like, why why didn't you eat that fish? Well, whenever you leave a fish in a barrel overnight for eight hours in the hot
2: heat. Yeah, I mean it
4: really ain't no good no
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Um, but and I they, mean,
4: obviously the conservationists and everything agreed same thing because they asked me what I was going to do with it. And, I mean, they knew right away. I mean, you ain't going to eat that
2: fish. So, so Matt, you said you fished the Mississippi. Have you have you done noodling? Because yeah. your name almost almost uh, says yeah. you're a noodler. Uh-huh. No, nope. never done that. Nope, never done it. No desire. No, <laughs> I, me neither. I have no desire in doing it. I, I just, I just always yep.
3: envision myself digging up under that bank and getting a hold of a big old snapping turtle, and, and I turtle, just have yep. never had any desire to
2: try to do that because <laughs> you would lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, immediately. Wow! And what do you do for a living, Matt?
4: Uh, I'm a pipe welder over at Roslyn Associates over in Redbud, Illinois.
2: Wow! You travel a long way. Well, uh, God bless you, man, and uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, this Thanks is fantastic, yeah, no, and wh- what's your next challenge? You, uh, you going,
1: Where are you going? You um, going back?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess. How did you get into bow fishing rather than using reel?
4: Um, um, uh, me and my dad used to do it back when I was really young, and I mean, I just kind of kept doing it since, and I do it now with a lot of buddies, and we go to Kentucky about every other weekend or so, and go down there and shoot
2: fish. So, okay, so when you when you get this fish and you know your arrows through it it's it's, it's secure do you get it in the boat? Do you drag it to shore? What do you, how did you get it uh, how did uh, you acquire it?
4: Well, uh we got it. I got it close to the boat and my buddy put another arrow in it and we got it right up next to the boat and I had to get my gaff and gaff in the me and him both drug it up in the boat.
3: Wow, wow. Well, it's it's certainly an yep. impressive uh, certainly an impressive catch, Matt Newling. Thanks for giving us some time today. Yep, thank you. You bet. Record holder Matt Newling of a Perryville, hundred and twenty five pound five ounce big head carp
2: carp uh carl keep his uh keep his number because I, I believe there's other records in the I th- future man. <laughs> he's
1: 23 years old are you yeah. kidding me
2: yeah that's, that's absolutely he is so yeah.
1: we need to get a hold of the bow Fishing association of america and help him get his world record
2: guinness doesn't want nothing to do with this or maybe the the baa gets to i think gets it's it
1: to a, i think it's a step-by-step
2: process that's impressive have you ever had a world record for anything oh no
3: <laughs> no I don't think so. Radio. Uh radio. Well, yeah, not not even that here. I don't, I don't think so because <laughs> you got people that have been on the radio a long time in St. Louis, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh coming up, do you like do you like to have fun? Do you have do you, do you is there is there a lady in your life who's into the shooting sports or maybe hunting? We got something that they that we found here locally. Usually they pack the house for this. Uh, it's only for girls, so guys, this, uh, part of this is not going to apply to you, but maybe it's something your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other might like. We're going to tell you about it coming up here in just a couple of minutes on Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. To the town of our free, who wrote a stranger one fine
1: day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. Carl, I have to give to you
3: a little
2: well, no kudos there,
3: there for some the creative, creative. The Stranger music.
2: Among them the,
1: the Boat loves this song. On his
2: Big, Big Daddy I love
3: this song. Wow. What a voice, man. You got a set of pipes. <laughs> <that's your name. laughs> Marty
1: Robbins says nothing on Bo Matthews. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, Marty. RIP. Yeah, that's true. You uh. got to Chuck's boots. You want to talk about Chuck's boots? Nah, no, 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 no. Okay.
2: They do sponsor this segment, and the cool thing about it is, uh, Chuck's and Thoroughgood boots, which I wear every weekend and uh, sometimes during the week when it's cool enough to work outside. Thoroughgood and Chuck's boots teamed up to give away a Polaris General 1000, beautiful side by side with the American flag scheme on it. Uh, you got to look at it. You got to see it. You got to get registered for it. No purchase necessary. Go to chucksboots.com or go to Chuck's Boots Facebook page. Maybe do both and get registered to win it because. <laughs> It will be give, given away to somebody for free. Chucksboots.com.
3: All right, ladies, uh, pay attention because we got something special for you or if you're looking for something uh, for your loved one who uh, is of the female persuasion who likes to go out and hang out with the girls and, and shoot guns. Uh, my friend Phil Balsamo joining us from the range, St. Louis West. He happens to be the training manager over there, and now uh, you can join him on a Coffee uh, morning coffee with Phil every morning on Facebook. He gives you a little tour of the range and wow. what they've got in new overnight. It's fantastic. Phil, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, glad we could get, get you back on the radio here to, to talk about this. Uh, I follow you guys on Facebook. Uh, it kind of keeps me up to date on what you've got in stock and all of that stuff, is, which is great. But I, I I noticed the other day you guys had another one of your girls just want to have guns uh, events. Yep. I, I've seen them before. In fact, I, I believe maybe Trisha and uh, Denise from my show have been out there before in the past.
5: Uh, Absolutely, they have.
3: This thing sells out
5: all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, every month. Yeah, wow. We do it the second Wednesday of every month, and we sell out um, usually two months ahead. It's It's an extremely popular event. And how many fit in the class?
2: Uh, 30, 30, ladies. Wow. And, uh, and do you start off with the uh, completely novice or do you have to have uh, do, does the female have to have some experience?
5: Oh no, zero experience. This oh, is wow. very much geared towards the brand new shooter. You come out, you're, you're nervous about being at a gun range um and we make it an extremely fun uh friendly environment and and ladies have a great time yeah and and that's kind
3: of how it's been described to me i mean i i don't i don't want to make any assumptions here but sometimes it can be intimidating oh yeah uh, if you're around you know uh, other people who are more experienced shooters and you feel like you're 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 a greenhorn you don't know what's going on that the whole idea of this i'm assuming phil just to put people at ease
5: Absolutely. Yeah, it's this 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 sport of shooting has been a very heavily male dominated sport for a very long time. Um, so some ladies come in here very uh, apprehensive about what they're doing and they're nervous about literally just walking in the door. And um, we we're, we have a very open and welcoming, warm environment um, that that seems to put a lot of those that, a lot of that tension at ease and that's that's what we aim to do.
2: I think yeah. it's so important. And it, you know, it's actually shocking because in my experience, my wife, my daughter, uh all are actually a better shot than me and I don't know what that is. Have you ever have you ever noticed that?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. So the the uh it's very very common when we have uh, new shooters in the store, and one happens to be male, and one happens to be female. That the female will outshoot the male almost every time. Is that because <laughs> is that
3: because they envision the male's face on the target? By chin- that, no, I'm, I'm just that, kidding. That's possible,
5: How
2: guess. about the ex male? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was about you know what? I, I actually thought it was about their their low blood pressure. My wife and I both had our we were at a heart event for BJC, and they both they mm-hmm. took our blood pressure and my wife's was like extremely calm. Sure. Yeah. I was like you're like a serial killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they get, and they tested my they tested my blood pressure and it was it was actually really good and I was like yeah she says you you have the blood pressure of a 16 year old I'm like yep there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, I get excited about a new firearm and, and I know Mark you just bought a 10 millimeter. Yeah, I last year in fact at the range I uh, went up
3: and picked it up in uh, a Glock uh, 20. So your yeah. first yeah.
2: experience with it. There's, you know, there's <laughs> bl- butterflies you're excited about shooting this thing for the first time, right? I mean, I think anybody has that experience.
3: Yeah, and it's, sure. good, it's, it's good uh, uh, it's good because Phil correct me if I'm wrong here, but in talking to Ron McCain in the past, a good percentage of people who've been through the doors at the range in the last year year and a half during this COVID mess, a lot of them were first-time gun buyers.
5: Absolutely, yeah. Lots and lots of first-time gun buyers, which is which is awesome, and and for me as a trainer, a little overwhelming because we've had <laughs> lots of those brand new shooter questions and and tons of um, the brand new shooter classes happening, and it's been great to see them actually getting some training to to help speed up that learning curve a little bit.
3: Yeah, you do those uh, obviously in group classes, but you also do private training at the range, don't mm-hmm. you?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep.
2: Uh, a question for you on this girls just want to have guns program it you said it loads up you know a couple months out so you want to get booked or scheduled this is not a ccw class correct
5: correct yeah it's uh, a ccw by the state of missouri is mandated to be uh, a minimum of eight hours long okay this this is a general gun safety class like you know basics of how to hold the gun and how to load the gun and unload the gun um basics of general awareness you know just Unfortunately, women are, are more likely to be physically attacked than, than somebody like I am. Um, so we talk a little bit about just being aware of your surroundings and listening to those gut feelings. Um, and then we go downstairs and shoot. And they get to try a bunch of different guns, handguns, rifles. Um, and they come upstairs afterwards, and it's a social hour. They get to interact with other brand-new lady shooters in the area and have some wine and some cupcakes and we do some giveaways. It's a, it's a great time. Is it hosted by women?
2: Is, it tra- is the class held by women? Sam,
5: yes, Sam's probably fact, there, right? Is. Yeah. So up till recently, um, within the last three, four weeks, we have recently hired a full-time uh, female trainer nice. here. So she is kind of taking that over. In, in years past, it's been myself or Vinny who have primarily taught that. Um, we do have another female trainer that works here part time, and she's been she's been trying to do them when she can. But now that we've got uh, Elizabeth here, she's she's taking it over, and it's she's already making some changes, which are going to be good.
2: You know, you remember? Uh, I, I think that's really smart. Uh, I really do, Phil, because you remember when I think it was Weber Chevrolet was the very first dealership to feature female car salespeople. And, and my wife actually went over and bought a vehicle from them because of that huh. and there there's less intimidation and whatever I don't know what it is but you know it's the Girl club like the guy code uh you know yeah, that we sure. have uh, I think there's some comfortability in that so I think that's really smart Phil yeah
5: yeah yeah I think it's a good thing too
3: people can go to the rangestl.com and you can just click on the training tab and you can find out when the next one of these is scheduled. Or any of the other training classes, I I know one I've attended a couple times is the guys with guns. That do you mm-hmm. still do those monthly?
5: Well, no, we do those kind of on a, a quarterly basis. Okay. We have a harder time right. filling those guys. Guys seem to be. No, uh, oh, they know uh, it all. Uh, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the great thing about that one is you you get to go there. Uh, you know, as somebody who's who owns a few guns, uh, you get to go there and shoot things you might not otherwise have ever. Have a chance to shoot, which is yeah, maybe, maybe a full auto or something like that, which is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. The
0: like, the
5: the ammo issues have put a little hamper on that kind of stuff too. Yeah, it's, it's made it a little bit harder for us to have those those uh, high round count events just because ammo is so hard to get right now.
2: I went to Vegas uh, with some people, and we went to a store called the gun store, and you can rent their different firearms, you know, and have yeah. you know your experience. 600 rounds a minute oh, was the yeah. saw.
5: Have you saw? Have you shot that thing? Oh, yeah. I've, I've shot multiple. When I, I've shot lots of saws when I was in the Marine Corps. I, oh, well, um, thank very, you for your very service. Very fun rifle. Yeah. Very fun rifle to shoot.
2: It was amazing, and it was expensive because it, it's over in about three seconds. Well, <laughs> a minute. Uh, but, man, outstanding hardware. It really is.
3: Well, and, yeah. and maybe you can talk about that for a minute, Phil, because, uh, you know, I've been around guns for a long time. People who are kind of new to it, maybe they don't understand this, but certain guns feel better in your hand than others, and they're all a little bit different. And the great thing about your your rental uh, desk there down at the range is that if you sell it upstairs, you've generally got one downstairs that people can rent and shoot first, right?
5: Yes, yeah, absolutely. We try very hard. Now, we don't have certainly don't have everything that from the retail floor downstairs on the on the range, but we've got like 80 something handguns down there to try out, which is a good number. Yeah. And it's it's extremely important. You know, I tell tell customers all the time that don't just because your neighbor's friend's cousin said that this pistol is the best, doesn't mean it's the best one for you. <laughs>
2: And everybody gets
3: that, I'm sure. What, what, is, oh, what yeah. t- just kind of run down for a minute. Give, give people an idea what some of the other classes are. We kind of highlighted the girls with guns, but you guys have sure. got extensive, even hand to hand uh, self defense classes, right?
5: Yeah, correct. Yep. Wow. So we do um, a lot of basic pistol and CCW classes. And then we get into some more advanced level uh, defensive handgun uh, classes and um, uh, upper level carbine classes and shotgun classes Um, to include some hand to hand stuff. Occasionally Uh, we don't do a lot of that, but we do, we do have an outside trainer we bring in to do some of that occasionally. Um, And in some general awareness classes, and I mean, anything and everything and we're always open for more ideas as well.
2: Well, when uh, when, you know, uh, maybe husbands or boyfriends are talking to their their girlfriend or wife, you know, thinking, you know, just talking about it, because usually, like we said, you know, men are the ones that have the guns. But uh, when they're talking to their woman, what would you say would be the best uh, way to present it uh, to the, the female of the family, if you will, the daughter or the wife or the grandmother uh, on, on getting signed up for your program specifically for the women?
5: Uh, really the best suggestion is to come in and chat with us, you know, talk with myself, with Dustin, with Vinny, with Elizabeth, any of our trainers, um, to express any concerns that you might have, or, you know, everybody wants to shoot anybody that wants to shoot, wants to do it for their own purpose. Sometimes it's for self-defense. Sometimes it's just for stress relief and fun. Um, and we can help guide you the right direction, um, to, to help fit those needs as, as best as possible.
3: Very good. But I tell you what, uh, great having you on again, Phil. And uh, I'll see you soon because I'm in there pretty often. We so need to meet awesome. over there.
2: I, I'd love to meet you over there. I've never been. So oh, I, we need uh, to go over there. And uh, I've, I've got a judge. Have you ever shot a judge? I have not. Oh, my. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be buying another one. Is that part of the
5: rental program? <laughs> uh, we do not have a judge on the rental program. Okay. I'll, I'll bring right. mine. Don't good.
3: worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate it. Sounds good. And bring the ammo, too, because that's expensive these days.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
3: All right. Phil Balsamo with the Range St. Louis West. Thank you.
5: Thank you very much. Nice yeah, to meet you, Phil.
3: Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the Range TheRangeSTL.com, 14803 Manchester Road out in Baldwin, just across from Velasquez Park. Kind of sits in behind the Wendy's there
2: okay. off Manchester Road. Oh, go by yeah. for a burger and then go shooting. It, it, perfect. You know what's really crazy? I've never met this guy, just first conversation with yeah. Phil. You know, some gun people are so intense, Yeah, and some of the instructors are even more intense, and this guy's just, you know, served his country Awesome, just a nice guy. We gotta go. We gotta
3: he do is, that. He is uh, down to earth. We'll we'll get out there and do it. We'll drag Carl along with us. I'd
2: love have that. some
1: fun. All, all right. right, sounds good.
2: Good show. Great show. Thank yeah, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Great show, Carl. The great best job.
1: show that we've done all week. Big iron pew pew.
2: <laughs> with the big iron on your hip. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll thanks w- for listening big to Second Amendment
1: big Radio big on the Great
2: Outdoors. See you, boys. When he tried to match the ranger with the
1: big iron on his hip.
2: The guy known is he
0: Get more at ninety-seven one dot com